is Daryl Ryder. He's our Cleveland sports reporter. And he's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Hey, and, uh, that's me. Sorry. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Andy, not me, Daryl. What's happening, guys? You good? How Life good? You? Feeling good? Yeah. Cavs won last night. Life is good. See? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it for Daryl Ryder. Is that Ryder. all it takes? Yeah, that's, that's all it takes. Hey, Daryl, I was talking a little bit about what we talked about on the podcast yesterday with, um, you know, just kind of updates on the stadium with the Browns. Can you get us up to speed on where we're at and where we might be a little bit different than we were maybe even nope, a week ago? No, you can uh, download the podcast that it's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl, as your your fellow teammate <laughs> on that, why don't you give folks just a little, give them a little order. And as your fellow teammate on that, we're trying to make some money on that podcast. Baskin, we need people to listen. Daryl. <laughs> little, little podcast exclusives. Meredith, do I need to step in between? All right, well, tell here? them, tell them what they yes, might be listening for, then, so they can have give them a reason, give them a little tease to tell them to listen to the podcast. There's some uh, some details that I included on the podcast that uh, I may or may not have included in uh, things that I've written about the situation. Uh, a little inside uh, the meeting that the Commissioner Goodell had with. Uh, uh, not only the Haslam's, but the Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and some of the other uh, political to-dos uh, in the area uh, during the, the Bears game. So you definitely want to check it out on the podcast. All right, let me give one more kind of little teaser then to Darryl, go over the podcast. Right, Daryl? What? You're the yep, only guy yep, who Jeffrey. knows my pain. Oh, You're the on. only guy who feels my pain. We both deal with this all the time. This is not true. All right, I'm not going to tell you what Daryl said on the podcast, but Daryl, let's give one more hint. Um. <laughs> That some some plans really didn't get the bit. <laughs> that some plans may be farther along than you think. Can we say that? Now you can figure that out by listening to the podcast. Is that fair? That's fair. That's right. fair. I got your back on this. All right. So now we're all good. Good lord, Jeff. The floor is yours. <laughs> you watched the Super Bowl and you thought, uh, what? What? What struck you most about that game? Uh, how terrible it was for three quarters. No kidding. I, Darryl, I, I thought that's one of the worst first halves of football I've ever seen oh for a Super Bowl. I thought, I thought I was watching the 4-44 and Cleveland Browns times two in the first half. Man, neither offense could do anything. But, um, look, it, uh, you knew Patrick Mahomes was going to win that game. I, I still can't believe Kyle Shanahan wanted the ball in overtime. Like, what are you doing? doing um so i I had a feeling that uh patrick mahomes was going to go ahead uh and win that thing in overtime so terrible uh first three and a half quarters but a great finish to the game i'll say that um surprised by the way it played out well yeah because i thought it was going to be a little bit of a defense optional shootout like i i thought the chiefs were at least going to put 30 33 on uh on the 49ers, but, um, you know, uh, I, I also didn't have uh, Travis Kelsey trying to truck Andy Reid on the sideline on my bingo card either. Could have made you a lot of money. Yeah, would have. Um, and, well, I mean, the, the scary thing for me when I, I, I think back to, like, where the Chiefs are, they were not at their best this year. They, they really weren't, and they still won the Super Bowl. So that's a bit of a scary prospect going forward because you know that they're going to pull that apart a little bit 
and examine the things that uh, went wrong and, you know, try and get better. So that's the scary part. They were not uh, the, the dominant force that we had come to, you know, be used to seeing. They still won their third Super Bowl in five years. So that doesn't make me feel good about the Browns' prospects going forward when the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows coming back, you know, Josh Allen ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Like, man, to 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 finally get there is going to be a dogfight, no pun intended, for the Browns. Uh, if I'm not right about this, Andy will buy you a great free lunch. I can't wait to see what big-time wide receiver ends up in Kansas City next year. What do you yeah. think? What do you think? Um, I, I hope they end up here in Cleveland. That's I what I too. think. I do too. <laughs> like, uh, you know, and and look, uh, to me, Amari is the number one wide receiver, but I, I'm just at this point all about giving Deshaun weapon, uh, Deshaun Watson as many weapons as humanly possible. So there are zero, and I do mean zero excuses for that dude not playing up to a $46 million a year contract. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it scares me to think about the, the Chiefs getting better in the offseason. <laughs> like, it, um, it, it's remarkable what they've built in Kansas City. Um, it, it really is. And uh, I'm not sick of it yet. I have a feeling, though, next year, if they three-peat, I'm going to be real sick of it. <laughs> Daryl Ryder joining us. Daryl, we had Chad Brown on the show just a little bit ago, former Seahawks. Congratulations to you. Yeah, well, Chad's a great guest. And he had yep, a lot yep. of he does a lot of stuff in Denver. And I asked him about Russell Wilson and how that's played out and what the Browns might you know if they if the Browns are watching that and seeing uh oh here's here's what we do. If you're let, Browns, let me guess when you asked him how has it played out he said not well. No, I, I asked him. I said, can the Browns learn anything and should they be paying attention? And he was like, oh man, that's interesting. And I, yeah. I I wonder if if it's not working at the end of next year. Browns have to think about some things, don't they? Yeah, they do. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I am uh, in the camp right now of I, I would not, if they're able to do everything they can do this offseason as far as bringing in additional talent without touching Deshaun Watson's contract, I'm all for it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, if, now, if they have to do it so that they can bring in, then fine. I get it. That's That's what you signed up for. That's just the you know the business of the NFL, but I I, I kind of don't want to see the Browns restructure that contract again, just in the event that there are problems um, and that he doesn't live up. Because then once that bill comes due, you become hamstrung a little bit. Because I, I I'm also not sold that the salary cap is going to continue to escalate at a pace to where. Uh, that's going to have a minimal impact on them. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's this year for the Cleveland Browns is big in, in, in so many respects, not, not, not just, you know, their future and, you know, where they're going to play football come 2029, but like, you know, it, it's big on the field in, in the respect of uh, this, this is going to be year three of Deshaun. Um, and are we actually going to see the guy that they gave $230 million to? Is he actually going to be available to play football for them? You know, sure. can he stay healthy enough? Um, it, you know, can they keep him healthy enough? Like, uh, this, this, this is a real big year. So 
Uh, Andrew Berry is going to be real aggressive this offseason. He is every offseason. But um, I I really hope they don't have to touch that that contract this offseason if they can, if they can help it. But if they, you know, need to do it so that they can bring in another key piece to hopefully push them over the top, then absolutely, absolutely you do it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that restructuring should be priority one like it was last offseason. Daryl, were you surprised Steve Wilkes got released yesterday from uh, San Francisco yeah. 49ers? Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Kyle Shanahan? Like, I, it, it feels like that's a scapegoat to me. You know, um, I don't think that the reason the 49ers lost that Super Bowl was because of Steve Wilkes. Um, Brock Purdy wasn't very good. The offense wasn't very good. Uh, you took the ball to start overtime, numb nuts. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like Wilkes was the fall guy. And, and that's a shame because uh, Wilkes is a very, very good coach, did a very good job uh, as a defensive coordinator. Hell, half his team is it, it was, was a pro bowl, all pro, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't pin that Super Bowl loss on Steve Wilkes, but clearly Kyle Shanahan does. was weird, Daryl. He said that, the, it wasn't a good fit for his, our personnel. wasn't a good fit for his system. Did, didn't you realize that before you hired him? If that was your excuse, well, uh, I, I'm kind of a little confused because I, I I watched some San Francisco 49ers football the last couple of years, and I don't know that that that, that personnel was doing a lot of damage to people. So that's what I thought. Uh, I. Clearly, I'm seeing something completely different from Kyle Shanahan. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Uh, quickly, while we have you. What? Any... Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. I'm not arguing. I just want to switch gears. I was just trying to give you a little okay. transition, so I said your name. Oh, okay. That's a transition. Okay, oh, that's all. Daryl, Daryl, uh, Daryl. Daryl, give so, me. So the, so the exasperation is his segue. Yes. Asking segue is exasperation. It's okay. better than the heavy sigh. I could have given you heavy yeah. sigh. You do the podcast with him. You know. Here it yes, comes, Daryl. I do. Uh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> so you've been covering the Cavs. Give us your state of the Cavaliers as we go into the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that they're obviously in pretty good shape. Um, I, 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 Evan Mobley, um, the don't shoot threes crowd is looking really stupid these days. Um, you know, it, it's not like you're asking him to shoot five to ten three pointers per night, but one to two. Uh, per game, yeah, reasonable, and uh, you know Mobley is uh, is handling that uh, pretty well. I like the way they bounce back. Um, the The Philadelphia loss the other night, Monday night, w- wasn't great. Um, you know, especially when they don't have Joel Embiid. That that's a game they probably should have won. Um, and the fact that Darius Garland had to look at it in the final uh, second there. Um, against the 76ers seemed to be a miracle in and of itself, considering they were down seven with less than a minute to play. That said, I mean, last night, again, not their best effort. In fact, uh, the first half looked like they were all chanting one, two, three Cancun. I mean, they were down 17 points. Um, Shots weren't like they, they couldn't get anything to fall. You know, three pointer wasn't going in. Not just it just wasn't happening and they they scratched and clawed and 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 found a way uh which is you know kind of the uh the mo that jv bickerstaff has really instilled uh in his team Gar- darius garland was 
uh, strong down the stretch. Uh, Georges Yang, uh, <laughs> that that dude is a feisty guy. That's I think how I can describe him. He's a feisty guy, um, but he he came up big in the fourth quarter before uh, he fouled out. So. Um, you know, the, the fact that they were able to extend Mobley and Garland uh, past the 30-minute mark, I think, was obviously uh, a great sign. And the results speak for themselves. They go into the All-Star break having won 18 of 20, and they're the se- current uh, second seed in the Eastern Conference. So uh, life is pretty good these days for the Cavaliers. Daryl Ryder, as always, a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, really enjoy and cherish our time together. And if I want more of you, I can go listen to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, I believe is the city, uh, podcast that's out there on the Odyssey app. Is that correct? Yeah, Sandy. Did I do the side right, by the way? No, not even close, man. Not even close? Okay. I got got to work on it. I got to work on my Andy Baskin side of exasperation. Uh, Let's see. You're almost there. You're almost there. Thanks, Daryl. You have to combine the sound with the wind. That's right. Uh, Okay, got it. Okay. Goodbye, Daryl. <laughs> Have a good weekend, guys. Goodbye. Enjoy the all-star break. Yeah, we will. Thank you. He's Daryl Ryder. Uh, and, of course, you can always catch him on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, as well as reading him at 923thefan.com. Steve Wilkes, I want to talk about that because we haven't gotten into that. Also, what's going on with Ohio State men's basketball? A former interim head coach of the Ohio State basketball team, the Ohio State basketball team, Rick Boyages, will join us. Uh, in less than an hour or two. So, Basket of Phelps, 92.3, the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jeff? I was surprised. I I thought Steve did a pretty nice job. They were eighth overall in the regular season in yards allowed. Very competitive. They they had some issues stopping the run in the uh, the postseason a little bit. Just, India, unfortunately, those things, that just happens in the National Football League. Coordinators come and go. What would we count up? John Harbaugh has had, I forget how many, but it was a, an amazing number of coordinators since he's been the head coach in, the, in Baltimore. It, it just happens. And then whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's just a thing. So Steve Wilkes will have to go find another job, and his resume as of late, 
has been wacky. He he's just bounced around so much it's ridiculous. And his team, Andy, in, in postseason gave up the second most rushing yards per game. Hmm. Now that's Pittsburgh in one game gave up more. And I, I know that was one of the issues that people had with what was going on there, that it, it fell apart in the postseason. Okay, and, you know, you had a game-winning drive against you. They went the length of the field for a touchdown. Okay, well, that's what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are supposed to do, right? Right. That's what happened. I, I Just the, the entire – just the scenario yesterday to me, especially – it was really fast. Like, well, on Monday he said, I don't expect any changes. And then he changed it yesterday. And when he said he changed it, he said, I wasn't sure what we were going to do, so I didn't say anything, didn't announce it. I don't know. It, it almost makes you think like they had a, a not-so-happy conversation on Monday night and that they walked out of that conversation, this isn't going to work, and then they wanted to move on, well, right? I, I yeah. mean – I can understand the day before with him saying, uh, I don't foresee any changes here, but here's where we're at. And I, I don't know. It just It all seems just, I don't know, quickly reactionary, the way it played uh, out. Uh, I don't know it, if it except was Except we, we don't know that. No. You know I mean? Maybe they, maybe they just weren't on the same page all season long. I, I thought their defense played pretty well, you know, all season long. Obviously an issue with the run game in the postseason. But, but – we can look at results on the field. We can watch the play, Andy. That, we have no idea. You know, if, if Shanahan is a tough guy for a coordinator, defensive coordinator to work for, if they just butted heads, if they didn't get along or whatever. The one thing I read that I thought was, was kind of odd was that Shanahan came out and said, it just, and here's a direct quote, it just ended up not being the right fit. Really? Well, it was for most of the season, or at least it seemed, again, from you know from the outside looking in. He said Wilkes' system didn't align with what San Francisco ran previously. Well, didn't you know that when you hired him? I don't know. They looked pretty good in the first half of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. That's what great. I kept thinking. I was like, man, their defense looks good. And then it was to the point where, you know, you're in overtime. I'm like, well, I'm San Francisco. I'm feeling pretty good that my defense is out there. But I also think that that game started to take its toll on all those players. You know, before they, well, they went out and I played. I thought the Chiefs guys looked more gassed even than, than the Niner guys. Mm. I, I There's a part of me that wonders, it's like, I don't know, would you even want to be a coordinator? You know? Well, no. And, and we, we've talked about this with our business. I never wanted to be one of those guys that bounced around from city to city to city. And we see that in our business all the time. That wasn't for me, and that's why I I worked in one spot to hopefully learn you know, enough about my business that I could do what I wanted to do for my career, which was work in Cleveland. And I've been more than fortunate to be able to do that because I I never wanted to be you know the bouncing guy. I I turned down a gig when I was in Texas, a couple of gigs, because I just thought, well, why would you make that move? You know, and most of them weren't great offers but the last one was and I just thought I don't want to do that I don't want to bounce to that place and so but Steve Wilkes and it's funny because Chad Brown I looked this up last night after this story happened because I knew Steve had bounced around a lot and Chad Brown actually had the same same stuff he had 
apparently looked it up too. Steve Wilkes, who's a pretty good defensive coach, as Daryl said, six stops in the last seven years, Andy. It's a lot. It it is. Um, in 2018, I'll I'll go through it real quick for you if you'd like. Sure. Would you, would you like? Yeah, I'd love it. In 2017, he was Carolina's defensive coordinator. 2018, he was Arizona's head coach. 2019, he was the Browns' defensive coordinator. Yes. He didn't work NFL or college in 2020. He was at Missouri in 2021, back to the Panthers in 2022, where he coached yeah. defensive backs, was interim head coach, and then on to the Niners this year. Can you imagine doing that? I, I don't know if Steve has kids in school or what. I, I don't know his personal situation. But that's six stops in seven years. And you could probably say seven stops. Where, where did he live when he was out for a year? Was he living here in Cleveland? Because that was his last gig before he was out for a year. I don't know if he was here or not. Or maybe he went back. To, I think he's from North Carolina. Well, so. maybe he went back. I, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know his personal situation. All I know is that he made six stops in seven years and maybe seven stops if he lived somewhere other than Cleveland in 2020. And in 29 years of coaching, since 1995, and he's only missed one year of coaching. He sat out that 2020 season. Wow. 16 stops, different places of employment in 29 years. I mean, Andy, that's silly, man. Do you A, do you love football that much that you want to disrupt your life that much? And maybe you do. And if you do, great. Well, then you found your thing. And is the money that good? You know, I know it's good. Is it that good that you want to move 16 times in 29 years? I mean, that's just I mean, nuts, he's had some man. great gigs as you look along the way. I mean, Notre Dame, Bears, Chargers, Bowling Panthers. Green. Bowling, Bowling Green, Green, baby. Niners, obviously, is where he was. It, it is interesting that he's got all these years. Would you want that kind of a lifestyle? I don't know. I mean, and what I just read was he's got um, two daughters and a and one son with his wife. So I just that is a hard life, man. That's that is I you know you and, Jeff, and then while you're you know working, you talk about it a lot, and I'm always like, well, that's the life you pick. But he really has been like, you want to talk about having all the cities on the back of your concert T-shirt. I mean, you could do the Wilkes tour and see, I mean, like, you got the whole United States on there. Well, and if you're a coach, Andy, and you're moving from city to city to city. I think you understand part of it, but that's a lot. But if you're a coach, it doesn't affect you nearly as much as it would affect your wife or your children. Unless they're just used to it. Well, be- so. I just mean the move. Yeah. Because a coach, okay, where am I sleeping tonight? Okay, great. I'm going to be back in the office at 6, and I'm going to get home at 11, you know, at night. They just work these silly hours, but the family is the that that's the part that you know they're moving from city to city and they're they're having to adapt to a new city and everything else. Honestly, I don't think the coaches do that because they just go to work. Wonder where he lands next. I I would think he'd get a job pretty quick. I mean, look, they I would think his team just went to Lowe's the Super or Home Bowl. Depot and take a year off. Man, that's what you'd rather do, wouldn't you? Man, whew. no way. Once you start coaching, you I, don't. No, I know do, that. It's, but it's the lifestyle. It's seven. This will be job number 17 in 30 years. Man, that's a lot. That is a lot. Now, he has been a head coach a little bit. The NCAA, he was 5-6 and six overall. In the NFL, he's been an interim uh, at 9-19. and 19. It's, just, it's just typical of all coaches, though. And yeah. that's why, you know, you can sit here and say, hey, Kyle Shanahan's a doof. He just fired his head coach that 
or his coordinator that, you know, led him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. You could say Kevin Stefanski and the Browns are doofs because they fired an offensive coordinator who led them to 11-6 and six with five different starting quarterbacks. And guess what? The Browns aren't doofs, and neither is Kyle Shanahan. That's just the way it is in that profession, Andy. Hey, that we think we've gone as far with this as we can. We're going to make a tweak. This was beautiful, but we think we need a tweak. This guy's not performing quite as well as we'd like. We need a tweak. So that's you can't be mad at the Browns for firing Alex I, Van Pelt. You can't be mad at the Niners for firing Steve Wilkes. Unfortunately, it's the profession they chose. What was the stat we had last week? It was something about um, in the last two seasons, every team has fired a coordinator. It was something that was really close to that, that every team in the NFL had let at least one coordinator go. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't know the specific. I mean, look at the Browns. The Browns are in the same position. I just, I, In some ways, I think the coordinators find themselves as a shield for the head coach or an excuse sometimes if, Things aren't right. You just say, oh, we'll just get rid of the coordinator. And that way it looks like we're working on it. And and maybe it's true in some scenarios. But, I mean, the Browns have have turned over offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams all within the last 14 months. I think it's 14, months, 14 or 15 months. I mean, it just seems to be – it, it just seems to be a lot easier to do that now maybe than it was before. I don't know. You tell me, Jeff. Does it feel like – it just – it feels like a go-to um, eject button when you're trying to explain things that aren't working right. Oh, oh, coordinator. Andy, I don't even know if it's not working right. You know, sometimes guys retire, they move on, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I don't, that, is that fair? So should we be happy with the coordinators we have here right now? That's my question. Well, I don't know. We, we don't know. We'll find out real quick. Especially with Ken Dorsey now back, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out uh, for the Browns as they get moving in that direction. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're also going to come back, and we're going to talk about Ohio State and what's going on there. Former Ohio State interim head coach, talk about changing coaches left and right. Um, Rick Boyages is going to join us here coming up in just a few moments, so we'll talk to him a little bit closer to the top of the hour, find out what's exactly maybe going on in Columbus and what that life is all about. And I got a Valentine's Day gift yesterday. Oh, I want to hear about your Valentine's Day. You're going to tell us? You really not are? Right now, I'm not. Well, no, I mean, but I'll tell when you. We come back. Somebody did a nice thing for me. Oh, well, I'm happy for you. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's Jeff Phelps. I'm Andy Baskin, 216-474-0092. That is the number to call. Or you can always hit us up on social media, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It is at CLE Talking Heads. All right, Jeff, give us your big Valentine's Day story. Very much looking forward to this. What a setup. 
All right, feels, talk, Jeff. Yeah, it feels like root canal. Jeff, talk, right. would you? Go ahead. Yeah. Did you have a nice Valentine's Day, by the way? Did I? Um, okay, good. Well, before you get in trouble, we'll just stop, won't we? Yeah, you probably should. All right, we'll do that. I think I was at the rink for the majority of the day. So I, I had plans for Valentine's Day, but unfortunately my wife's been a little under the weather since uh, the Super Bowl, actually. And so... That's our, how much she didn't like the Super Bowl, made her sick. Apparently huh? so. But our plans kind of fell apart. So while she was you know, trying to feel better, I thought, well, all right, well, I'll go up to the local gym where we're a member and... Here we and go. And swim. Get a workout so, in. Yeah, I, I swim Buff a lot. Buff Jeff Phelps. I swim a lot. Yeah. And what does swimming do? By gosh, it's great for you. It keeps everything moving, and it makes me hungry as I'll get out. Oh, yeah. Which really defeats the purpose of the workout. Burning right? those calories, but Jeff, not I, Michael Phelps. I'll, I'll get on these little binges once in a while where I'll get a thought in my head, and I'll, I'll think, you know what, I'd like, to, I'd like to do that. And I've been thinking for about six months you know, I'd like to go get a milkshake. Oh. Would you think I'd go get a milkshake? Yeah, but I don't. So, you know, I might think about it for three, four months, and then I'll go get a milkshake. So last night, you know, it's Valentine's Day. I'm at the gym swimming by myself. My wife's, you know, laying on the couch sick. Greatest Valentine's Day it ever was for fabulous. her. Because so, she yeah, I'm sure she enjoyed it. And so I, I get, as I'm pulling in to go, you know what? I think I'll go get a milkshake afterwards. Really? I think I'll go get a milkshake. All right. So I, I got done swimming, and, of course, my appetite then is through the roof. So I, I go, and I, I had eaten dinner earlier, and it was it was scrambled eggs, you know. So, I mean, it was a big – it was. Yeah, it was. Your dinner was scrambled eggs. Well, it was, it was, a, it was an omelet with sausage. Okay. So just you – know, it was truly eggs and sausage. That's the kind of Valentine's – you know, we were going out to dinner, but that got poo-pooed. So I thought, well, let's go get the uh, – well, let's get that milkshake. So I go and I drive through, and I order a milkshake, right? Okay. And I get up to the window. Wait, are you at a specific, like, an ice cream type place? or I, I'm at a place that was, is known for milkshakes. Okay. You, know, you drive through. Might okay. Be, might be like beef and malt, something like that. Okay. See what I'm saying there? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. And so I, I drive through. I didn't know there were. And a nice, nice young lady took my order. And I drive through. Did you say Mr. Phelps? I, no. You look like you just came back from swimming. No, I go up to the I go up to the window, and she <laughs> walks over and she she hands me my vanilla milkshake, and she said, "Happy Valentine's Day." Oh. And I had I had a five dollar bill in my hand. I said, "Oh, thanks." And I in my mind I immediately thought, "Well, you shouldn't hand the food to somebody without taking the money first because they can drive away." And so I grabbed the milkshake with my right hand and I handed her the $5 bill with the left, and I said, here you go. She went, no, no, happy Valentine's Day. What? And I said, really? She goes, yeah, have a great rest of your evening. This place was giving out free shakes, or just do you think you I got think, a free I shake? think she thought, you know, here's this poor SOB loser on Valentine's Day driving through getting a milkshake all by himself. Here. <laughs> So you had a pity shake. I think I did. Wow. It was really good. Congratulations. Wasn't that nice? It was you, nice of her. You think maybe she recognized you? Absolutely not. She thought it was some dork loser, which, you know, go ahead. Say, go ahead and agree. This, this poor, you know, what's sitting here by himself on Valentine's Day ordering a milkshake. Do you think perhaps they were giving away free milkshakes? No, I don't. 
Do you think maybe the car in front of you paid for your milkshake? There was no car in front of me. I was right. the only person in the line. I honestly think, Andy, it was this this poor bastard. He's alone on Valentine's Day getting a milkshake. Here. <laughs> Can we ask the age range of the person that gave you the free? I'll bet she was 20. She must have felt really bad for you. 19. She she walked away. She's going, 21. Dear God, please don't, don't let me let end up like me. me. <laughs> don't let that be me. Are we buying what he's selling, Meredith? I, I, I don't honestly know if we're thought, I think so. If my like- wife had been with me in the car, there's no way I get a free milkshake. Ooh. Also, Jeff Phelps wouldn't make up a story like that. No, well, I know. No, I'm not making that up. No. But do you so, think, of course I buy it. Do you think this was a sympathy milkshake? It good, may have been. Good old beef and malt. Well, it's funny because I had not they, a they similar situation. So. I'm well, trying to think good. of one that I used to go to that's still open. Well, Jeff, I was uh, I was wondering what uh, someone was thinking of me yesterday because I stopped at the grocery store on my way home from work to grab some groceries yeah. and I threw in some ice cream because it was on sale Oh, and, and, and because you wanted it and because I wanted it yeah. and it was funny because as I'm checking out the girl at the cash register was probably I don't know 16 or 17 she was really young and she was very very nice but as I'm walking out of the store I'm like I wonder if she thinks I'm lonely on Valentine's Day too because I'm, I'm I'm buying Food, like, I, Here, I'm, I'm going to go uh, home and drown my sorrows I know, in my, ice cream. this ice cream on Valentine's Day. It didn't even dawn on me until I was walking out and I saw the there was probably at least eight or nine dudes in the store all buying flowers, all getting their grocery store flowers. So I was like, oh, I wonder if she thinks I'm lonely. <sighs> Can I, I ask the I, question? I played it into a free four ninety nine milkshake. Um, I'm going to ask the question. Valentine's Day, overrated? Absolutely. Overrated? Yes or no? Pressure on everybody for no apparent reason. If you're a guy, if your wife tells you, Andy, oh, don't get me anything, and you don't get her anything, you're an idiot. If you're a young lady and you don't get something, you might feel bad. If you're a guy and you don't get a free milkshake, you're going to feel bad. I really like... They put the heat on us. Everybody. Am I going to regret telling my Valentine's Day story from this year or no? Should I stop right there I, by the fact that I've already said this? I don't know what it is. Should I stop right or now or no? Are you, I mean, I are don't you know the throw story. Your wife so under not... the bus? Are you throwing your wife under the I bus? I just, I don't want to hear it because someone's going to gonna run show. into her and she, then. Don't, then don't say it. She's going to be like, I don't can't believe it. you told the story on the air. Don't say it. And then I'm going to be like, uh. My wife doesn't listen and doesn't know anyone who does. So I can say anything I want. I don't know. For the good and welfare of Northeast Ohio, I'm going to tell you the story anyway. So, okay. Ladies and I, gentlemen, I actually think it's been a pleasure to work with my married Because friend, we had so many things going on yesterday that I think we're actually doing a Valentine's Day dinner tonight. I think that's what's happening. Well, it's too late to get your free milkshake. Oh, well, thank you. Maybe I could just go through that same line and look as desperate as you did. <laughs> go get your half-price uh Valentine's candy. I you thought know what made oh. it worse. I was driving the van. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, oh, for sure. Here's this loser in this beater minivan. You're done. Have a free milkshake. So I, I tend to get this time of year a little goofy because my sister's birthday. This time of year? Is the day, what is the day after? Wait a minute. What's today? The 15th, 14th? The day before. It's the 13th. 
So I always like, sometimes I get, but I know I'm an idiot, but I get my sister's birthday and Valentine's Day confused sometimes. Okay. Hey, hey Meredith. I know. I know. How, how long has Valentine's Day been on February 14th? It's always. Okay. Uh, for, I don't know, a thousand years at this point. How okay. old is St. Valentine? They're telling me that Thanksgiving's on a Thursday this year, too. I just want everyone to know yeah. that, okay? Yeah, but which Thursday? I, and so I don't know why, but like I said, on Monday night, I, I actually think this is all my fault. I, I messed the whole thing up. So Shocker. on Monday night, I made a stop, and I was going to pick up flowers, and I found this plant that has roses in it. They were little tiny roses. I thought they were cool, right? So in so other words, I bought you that. Gave roses that are going to last. Yes. It's exactly what I was thinking. The gift that keeps on giving. Jeff, this is why we have, Andy Baskin. We have such great uh, rapport. Synchronicity. Yeah. So I, then I picked up a Valentine's Day card, and I also bought a bottle of wine. What a guy. Okay. So she could drown her sorrows when she realized she's still married to you. Probably. So I, I like, nicely put them out on the table and set it up and, like, put the card out there. Mm, it was leaning nice. up against the, the bottle of wine, and what then a, the, the plant guy. was right next to it. What a guy. And then I realized it was Monday night and that Valentine's Day was yesterday and not Tuesday. You put it all out a day early? Yes. Yes, yes, I did. So do you think this is why I'm in the doghouse? Because I did it a day early? Well, Wait, so you are so you are in the doghouse is what you're saying? I, I don't know if I'm in the doghouse or not. I just, because. She needed the wine after that. And then I didn't, we kind of didn't cross paths. We had a million things going on yesterday. And we've talked in the past that it's kind of an overrated holiday. So I'm you're not. You're not buying if, that, are you? A little bit. Don't buy that. You think, no? No. Am I in trouble? No. You you got her something, but trust me. My wife said, "Don't get her flowers." I didn't. I got her candy. And she said, "Why didn't you get me flowers?" No, she was elated. Oh. She also, she also said, "You know, here's here's you get me a gift certificate here." So I did. I was a hero. So I think I, I'm wondering, and and I got a free milkshake. Oh yeah, you I, you got the best Valentine's Day ever. It was great. I would have killed for a free milkshake yesterday because I didn't. Nothing. We didn't do anything. I didn't even. So then I was looking when I went home yesterday to see if maybe there might be a card there or something. And boom, right back to high school. Nada. No flowers. No nothing. No carnations. Nothing. Well. So maybe today. Maybe it's today. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm sure it is, Andy. It's my fault, though, for thinking it was a day early, right? Right? Maybe it's a day late for you to even things up. Oh, maybe that would work. You do the average of the two, and by God, you got Valentine's Day. Although I will say, like last year, maybe I left her birthday card in the car for a couple extra days. So, Am I alone? Am I the only idiot that does this stuff? So, girls, a little lesson for you. Don't marry an Andy Baskin. Congratulations if you figure that out. (laughs) My wife is still trying to figure that out, too. All right, so obviously things going on at Ohio State. Um, You know, we were talking about this before about you know, why isn't Ohio State the program that we think it is? You know what I'm saying? For basketball. In basketball. Yeah. So we said, let's go find an expert on this, and that's exactly what we did. So when we come back, we are going to talk to Rick Boyages, a former Ohio State basketball coach, was an interim guy there, was at William & Mary, worked for the Mid-American Conference uh, for a long time as an associate commissioner uh, for the conference. So when we come back, we will talk 
to Rick Boyage, his super friend of the show. Basket of Phelps, 92.3 The Fan.